0: Do you know how many months in the year have 28 days? Which word in the dictionary is always spelled incorrectly? Or how much dirt is in a hole that measures four feet by five feet? Obviously, it's every month. The word incorrectly, and there is no dirt because it's a
1: hole. Maybe it's time to start snacking on more walnuts. Research continues to assess the connection between eating walnuts and cognitive performance. So the next time you're at your local Harris Teeter, grab a bag of California walnuts. Oh, motherfucker, you
0: can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this, because I'm from New York City, god damn it. Nobody take no cornbread to me. And that goes for you and any of you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences And it ain't. Well, What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Thing? What's good, people? I am Maestro Styles with my partner Trey Frazier. Welcome to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us for another episode. Unless it's your first, then welcome. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Follow me at Trey Fra- at Maestro Styles and Trey at Trey Frazier on Twitter. I am at Maestro Styles and you can follow Trey at Bob Shop SPOR2. Uh, like our Facebook page. Make sure you like on our Facebook page and subscribe to your, the YouTube channel. Then finally, tell your friends to tell their friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends and then we can all be friends. Trey Frazier, what's going on, man?
1: Oh, man. Uh, another week in the books, man. Um, good week. Good, good week, um, you know, to start it off. And uh, again, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that showed up last week on our 200th episode uh, anniversary. Uh, we've been doing this going on five years and, you know, this is the you know start of another uh, 100 episodes. Hopefully we're at uh, 201 right now. And, um, you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm just ready to get this thing jumping off, bruh. Uh, how about you, man? What's you sound, going on? You, I ain't gonna lie, man. You sound a little deflated, bro. <laughs> you, uh, well, it's it's not because of the week. Like I said, <laughs> the week was good. It, 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 you know I I thought we had some things, and you know as as I, I think we say most of the time, we we're continuing to work. We're working. We're working. We're working. And man, I was working last night. I was trying to do some things related to the podcast, and I thought we was able to jump this off. Uh, for this episode, but you know we ran into a couple hiccups, so uh, uh, we just gonna have to keep working.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. The work don't never stop, brother. That that that, that is for sure. Uh, of certain. course, yeah. Yeah. Just when you think you're close, well, well, you don't matter. Even when you get it, it's still oh, more know. work to do afterwards, man. I know.
1: Just when you think you're close, you're so far away. So yeah,
0: man. Uh, me me personally, man. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a good space creatively this week, man. Um, i i'm thankful man i i' i made a little money pursuing my dreams the other day yesterday so uh you mm-hmm. know man I, I i'm i'm good i'm i'm in a good space that deserves a round of applause yeah, man yes indeed. yes indeed. Yo, yeah, so, yeah i'm in ai am definitely in a creative space um you know as far as all of my uh you know with the podcast and with the music and some of the things that i'm working on i actually bought my first stock last week so uh yeah, so, you What's know, up? yeah, so we're definitely um, in a good space, you know, trying to, or not trying, improving and becoming a better uh, human being for myself and my kids' sake. And hopefully when I meet them, Pearly Gates you know i'd be a good testament hey man build up that
1: portfolio man Yeah, uh,
0: yes sir yes sir
1: yes sir um, i, I want to build say, up that financial portfolio i huh. want to say what's
0: <laughs> up to uh big Cat 303 a1 day one who is here in the chat room, what's up? um the exclusive chat room known for only our a1 day ones uh so without further ado man we can get right into it um the Jordan. Where you doc, want to start, man? Jordan Doc, um, just ended uh Sunday, episode nine and ten, and um, hey man, we can I I'll let you give your take because as you can see it, through my title, um, mm-hmm. the flu poisoning twelves, not to be confused with the flu game twelves that we uh, have named these shoes. Um, I, I'm a little upset. <laughs> I'm a little upset about uh how they how they covered this how they covered this game, this game five in 97 or 96. What? What? I can't remember. 97, 97, 97. 97. Um, how they covered this, mm-hmm. how they covered this in a documentary. It leads me to believe that they are lying and this nigga was drunk the whole time.
1: Yeah. So there's a story out there. I don't know if you saw this on the web or saw this in the past someplace, but, Apparently, there's a story out there where they flew to Vegas from Salt Lake City, where the jazz play, and they went out on the night and he got drunk Mm. and he came back hungover. Yeah, and that's like that's the story that's you know kind of out there. Yeah, when they tried to throw this in our face with the whole five guys and a pizza. I'm like
0: that's bullshit.
1: I'm like really? I'm that's, like really?
0: That is and and you know what I tr- I always I've always tried to be respectful in a documentary. If that's what mm-hmm. you say happened, then I, you know, no. Nah, yeah, I nah, don't I don't
1: believe I'm it. I'm not buying it. I'm I, not buying I I it. I well, there's there's a lot of things I don't believe about it. Number 1, it's and I and I've, I've never been to Salt Lake City, so I'm not going to judge the city because I never been there, but People have talked about this place, particularly NBA players, when they go and they play the jazz. Uh-huh. They talk about it's a Mormon state, that things shut down at a certain time, even when it's light outside, things shut down. Mm-hmm. And then the other part to it, when they said it in the documentary, that there was nobody open in terms of getting takeout, with the exception of this one particular place. Now, right. I don't know if this one particular place the place was in the city. I don't know if it was in a suburb. I don't know, but I just find it hard to believe that everything shuts down but this one spot. I I, I, I just find it hard to believe that
0: and then, on that front. And then um I read that this mm-hmm. place that doesn't close and that was open late was a pizza hut. Now I read a statement um on and, and it was on Bleach Report, so I guess we always gotta yeah. worry about the validity, but I don't give a damn with nobody. Bleacher Report has never let me down. I, I Bleacher
1: Report is legit. Like
0: nah, I, I see a lot of people. Well, and, and and it's normally old heads. I it's normally old heads hating on Bleacher Report, but um, I see a um, but they said that they reported that a Pizza Hut guy, the guy who actually mm-hmm. delivered the pizza, yeah, actual person, and he said, "Ain't nobody poisoned this dude pizza," and. More and, and and more importantly, if I remember exactly what I read, the damn show sure wasn't no five no five people with him when he delivered the pizza. Now I'm going to go find Bleacher Report and go find the article specifically specifically because um, mm. I think them. I think they was lying anyway. I I, I I think they was lying. Pizza Hut employee... I think it was lying, lying, right? I think that <laughs> nigga was lying. Um, Ex-Pizza <laughs> Hut employee who says he delivered the infamous pizza calls Jordan Story crap. That's what the headline says. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: the uh, guy's name is Craig Fight. Uh, fight, fighty, I don't know. His name is Craig okay. Fight says he uh-huh. made and delivered the pizza. He made and delivered the pizza addressed on the, controver- addressed the controversy during an appearance on 1280 The Zone, whatever radio station that is. Um, the story, and this is the quote, the crap story, the guy said that there was five people. There was two of us. And I didn't even have mm. that many people working at the time at the store, but there was two of us. Fight also said he's one hundred percent certain Jordan was not poisoned by the pizza. Now, of course the dude could be full of shit. Of course he could. But you know what? He ain't. <laughs> he ain't full of shit. <laughs> he's telling the truth. That's what I believe. I believe that they made up this bullshit ass story. You know, if you were poisoned by if you were poisoned by somebody at a pizza shop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you know that you were poisoned by a person at a pizza shop, and you Michael Jordan, ain't that the first thing you say?
1: Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, like, the first, I mean, the, even... the fact that the the fact that they held this like for twenty something years, yeah, makes me think that this like they just thought of something just for the documentary, just so everybody could just eat it up. I'm not. I'm not buying it one bit. You a
0: damn liar.
1: You a damn liar. Yeah. Tim, to Tim Grover is that who it
0: was that that told that story? You a damn liar, Tim. Yeah. are a damn liar.
1: I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't believe it. You lying. You lying. So so here's so here's the question, right? Mm-hmm. So, what was the shame of Michael Jordan telling the truth about what really happened? If I- the story about flying to Vegas and flying image. back.
0: It's all about image. Imagine, uh, imagine how the newspaper would eat it up if Michael Jordan, uh, if we knew that Michael Jordan came drunk to a game and for and for a stint of the game in the beginning of the game wasn't good, you know. And God forbid they would have lost. They lost that game, or or you know what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Which they were close to doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, with yeah, God forbid they lost the game or something crazy like that. Um, that would have been crazy. So yeah, let's lie about it because nobody's gonna find out the truth until somebody found out the truth and then you made up a lie. First it was a flu, and now all of a sudden right. it's it, it's food poisoning for this documentary. Yeah, and then you had um, us, and then you had us name those fucking twelves, them fucking shoes he wore, the fucking flu game. And they were the food poisonings? Well, nah, nigga. It was the party at Vegas the night before 12s. That's the new name for yep. them fucking shoes. Yep,
1: yep. And and think about it. I, I think I'm pretty good at geography, right? So if you're to fly from, from Salt Lake City to Vegas, that's probably at best the hour flight. So all you got to do is get your homie or whatever to drive you to the airport, get your private jet, whatever, you know, spend an hour in the air, touch down in Vegas, hook up with some other people, pick you up, and then just hit the strip. I mean, you could do that within... You could do that within four or five hours. Right. Like that's, like, like, that's real easy to do. Like, it's almost as if, like, I was, you know, driving in D.C. to a party and, you know, driving back, you know, 40 minutes home. Yeah. You, I, I, it yeah. would be no different You're with that liar. situation.
0: You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> Tim and Mike... You liars. Yeah. So whatever. What, what right. did you take away? What else did you? I did you say?
1: About. Um, well, I was. I was just gonna just to kind of wrap up the whole you know flu slash food poisoning thing. Um, I did see jokes about Carl uh, Malone actually for somehow setting up delivering the pizza with food poisoning in it. Mm. I, th- I thought that was uh, pretty. Clever, but kind of transition to Carl Malone. I think what I thought out of this, right, so, you know, Ewan was on the documentary, Isaiah was on, Reggie, um, Gary Payton yeah. did a spot. Um, I'm trying to think of the other cats that, well, obviously, you know, some of the Bulls teammates, they did the documentary piece, they spoke their piece as well. Um, Carl Malone, you would have you thought Carl Malone would have at least showed his face to talk about, you know, some of the stuff. But um, the dude probably petty about losing to Jordan twice. So he he just declined to to do any piece on the documentary.
0: Do we know he declined or we just believe he declined? Which I believe
1: Uh, there's something there is something on Bleacher Report. I believe it's either Bleacher Report or another reputable source that said that um him and brian uh i was about to say brian maxwell um brian russell, russell uh-huh. were approached about doing the documentary and they both declined to do it
0: okay all right well let's 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 address it did he push by yep. russell did what he, about brian russell i said did he push him did he push Byron russell
1: uh, he says his when you watch the tape he pushed him when, when you watch the tape it does look like Brian Russell is on his way to falling down anyway it looks that way and even if Jordan hadn't pushed him I think he was going down anyway I mean there was no way that he was going to stop with Jordan and try to come back it, it, it was absolutely no way he was going to do that the way he was Gliding across the court, yeah. um it definitely looked like he shoved him. It, it definitely had that look, but you know that uh, Jordan. Even if he really did it, like if it was something obvious, he would have got away with the call. Yeah. Refs would have swallowed their whistles anyway.
0: Yeah, I think he. You know,
1: him. he pushed him. I, and, I'm, and I I'm, I'm a, I,
0: go ahead. I don't disagree with the. I don't disagree with your point that he. Uh, you know. Jordan was going to get the open shot. But had mm-hmm. he not pushed him, that would be the difference. But that could have been the difference between an open, easy, wide-open shot than Byron Russell possibly fouling him and making him shoot free throws or fouling him enough to alter the shot.
1: No, good point.
0: Yeah, I think good he, point. Yeah, he fouled him. He, he, I mean, yeah, that 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 should have been, you know. And let's be mm-hmm. clear. I'm glad it happened the way it did. Um I'm definitely I think that's definitely about to be my next shirt just based off this documentary. I think that's definitely about to be my uh but he pushed him. yeah, he definitely pushed him
1: it, it, there's no he yeah pushed him. he pushed him yeah no, yeah it, it, it looked like he got him it it, yeah. it definitely looked like he pushed him, but I will say this, I think he could have gave him a love tap and Brian Russell would have still hit the floor because the his because the way he was accelerating across the court. He, there was no way he was just going to come t- to a a stop with Jordan to try to, you know, contain his shot. It, it was just absolutely no way that his body could contort that. He was on his way down regardless of the push or not.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Did you hear uh, Horace Grant was on some radio station um, yesterday?
1: I did Basically, not.
0: Essentially, essentially responding to... Um, You know Michael Jordan and and his takes on the on his takes on the uh, you know in the documentary.
1: Okay, I I didn't I didn't see it, I didn't hear it. But is this in relation to what they were saying about the book and how stuff um, was getting
0: out? That too, but this was yeah that too. Um, he 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 addressed that. Um, he addressed um you know you know that we could shoot the fade if it comes down to it. Um, -hmm. uh you could have talked to me you know all those types of things um he had a comment about charles barkley that reads in quote charles barkley they've been friends for over 20 30 years grant said and he said Mm -hmm. something about michael's management with the charlotte bobcats or the charlotte Hornets, and then they haven't spoke since then and my point is he said that i was the snitch but yet and still, after thirty-five years, he bring up his rookie year, going into one of his teammates' rooms and seeing coke and weed and women. My point yeah. is, why the hell did he want to bring that up? What's that got to do with anything? I mean, if you just want to call somebody a snitch, that's a damn snitch right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. And and um, he says he said he said some other things. Um, he 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 was definitely uh he was definitely big mad um on the uh on the clip that I listened to uh before we mm-hmm. got into the show he 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 definitely is you know and you know I think um he you know he also talked about how him and Sam Smith had been friends a long time and um that how Sam Smith does his um you know his how he goes through his process of investigative reporting is that yeah. he doesn't go off of just one source he has to has two he has to have two sources before he reports whatever he reports so mm-hmm. um for jordan to say it was just just calling him out he felt like it was a personal attack that Horace Grant was the only person called out when he knows that Sam Smith has to have two sources for him to report whatever he's reporting um. So he was like You know we need to talk You know what I'm saying it's It's been 35 years Or not 35 Or maybe However long it's been 25 um, 25 yeah. yeah Um. And we need to go ahead And have that conversation Or we need to handle it A different way That's exactly what he said On, on, on the clip I listened to From his radio interview mm-hmm. Yeah so Hey
1: uh, hey, I, hey I, I like that If they want to You know scrap it out Let them You know scrap it out I I ain't got no problems with that. Okay,
0: sure. Do you want to hear Robert Parrish's uh quote? Oh, quote. Uh hit me. Uh, okay. So uh Robert Parrish uh was in an interview somewhere and they were tell I'll read with the what I screenshot it. So uh-huh. uh Parrish left for left the Celtics in ninety four for Charlotte where he played two years. His final years in the league was in ninety six and ninety seven when he played with Jordan in Chicago and won another ring. There Mm -hmm. he regained an appreciation for Bird's leadership style. What set Larry apart from Magic and Jordan was he wasn't an in-your-face leader like they were. Parrish said he had too much respect for us. If you weren't having a good game, he was more inclined to encourage you or not say anything at all. But Jordan and Magic would jump all over you. In one of his first practices with the Bulls, Parrish botched one of the plays and was amused to find Jordan jawing at him just inches from his face. I told him, mm. this is Robert Parrish talking to Jordan, I'm not yeah. as enamored with you as these guys. I've got some rings too. Parrish recalled at Parrish recalled at that time he point at that point he told me I'm going to kick your ass. I Parrish then <laughs> says I took one step closer and said no, you really aren't. After that, he didn't bother me. Your reaction. Can you hear me? Trey. Yep, this is Trey's. Yep, this is Trey's uh weekly internet botch. Uh well let me take the time to say what's up to the peoples in the chat room, Miss Mocha Bella. I see you uh RC what's going on fame up at prospect I see you I don't know I don't know with you still there okay I thought it clicked in um Trey you there yeah yeah I'm here yeah i right, um I was just shouting out the yeah, t- chat room uh, um, no can can, give, can can you hear me yes I can hear you now give me a second to finish shout out the chat room RC K.C. Uh, Mocha, I said Mocha Bella what up? and Fame is in the chat room. RC, what's going on? Appreciate y'all, y'all the A one day what's ones good? that continue to get shout shoutouts. Um, Jamie Jackson, OLF, what's happening? We see you. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. RC, RC says Parish is well versed in martial arts. Would have ended, wouldn't have ended well for MJ. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> and, and let's be clear. Let's be very clear. Um, as as we kind of um, you know, give my I, as I kind of give my overview of the Michael Jordan and his documentary, um, it doesn't change anything for me. Knowing everything that I, every bit of knowledge that I've gained since you know starting this documentary is good to know. Michael Jordan is still the goat. Um, I still respect his game. I, you know everything he's contributed to. Uh, basketball, um, but with that being said, um, Michael Jordan was a punk,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like like
0: like a punk, like that. And I don't mean in in the sense of how he played basketball and all that. He was a, he was the best, and he had. But mm-hmm. I mean, if he wasn't as good as he was in basketball, it'd be some niggas smacking the shit out of Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs> Charles I, Oakley.
0: Scott Burrell. I, I, I like. I, I don't get. I I, I. I do not understand. Horace Grant. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, for certain, Horace Grant. I don't understand. I just don't understand why. Um, that re, that respect doesn't just stay on the basketball court. That respect that people give Jordan, like, let it uh-huh. stay on the court. But you're not about to. And it's like I said last week. You're not about to be talking to me no kind of way. It's just not no shit. You just not finna just say what the fuck you want to say to me, and we not gonna fight. Just it's just not happening.
1: Period. And and no and and no disrespect to Steve Kerr because Jordan did punch Steve Kerr in the face, but let's remember Steve Kerr punched him in the stomach prior but, to that.
0: And 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 and, the, and, and do you want to hear what the uh, and you want to hear what the end result of him of that fight was? Jordan yeah. calling and apologizing, and yeah. them never having an issue since. Yeah, so it's like yeah. I mean, I I respect it on a basketball level, but if we're gonna keep it a bean, like nah, bro, you 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 a punk.
1: <laughs> I, I'm confident in saying that. Well, uh, he was a well protected punk. I, I, yeah. I think that's yeah. how you could best describe it. And <laughs>
0: and and he should be for as good as he was as a basketball player. But had
1: he not be that good,
0: I I yeah. I, I think it would
1: have gone a different way for him. In them yeah, and it was going, and it, and it goes back to what I said last week. Like, you know, that stuff worked because them niggas won titles. Yeah. If them niggas ain't win titles, then niggas will be looking at Jordan like, yo, like, you're not just going to continue to be screaming at me and all we doing is getting to the second round of the conference finals and bowing out. I'll like, take it you, you ain't going to keep doing this.
0: I'll take it a step further. If Scottie Pippen was the reason why they were winning championships –
1: wouldn't nobody mm-hmm. be taking
0: that shit from Jordan? Yeah, if it was Word. Scott Burrell who was the reason why they was winning championships, or you know he he'd be chilling.
1: Mm-hmm. He'd be yeah. chilling. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you know? A, did you know the story about uh, Steve Kerr's pops? I did not. That was my next
0: point. I was I, I didn't want to talk about Jordan no more. I wanted to talk about um, Steve Kerr. Man, I I don't I don't know. Is he a Hall of Famer? Let me just ask. Let me just get to the conversation. Is Steve Kerr a basketball Hall of Famer?
1: Ooh, um, I gotta be honest with you, man. It's really, really close. Like I think he's closer to being one than he is not being one. I think he's a Hall of Famer.
0: Uh, 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 And you know, I you know, I guess I knew that he was. You know, he he left. Left um, and it's and it's not even because of his basketball. It's not even because of his career as a player. Let's let's be clear about mm-hmm. it. But well, I'm he, counting. I'm counting him playing, and I'm counting him as coach of the exactly, Warriors. Soon. Exactly, exactly. And and then he got another chip in San Antonio. Um, wasn't he a GM in, in Phoenix for um yeah, for a so couple build years? Those Phoenix teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, cause, and I didn't know he started in Phoenix. By the way, I, I um I didn't know he got he was drafted
1: by Phoenix. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um yep. yeah. And went to went to San Antonio the year after the Bulls broke up. I, I forgot yeah, he was he on that trip. first Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he's a four time champion as a player and a three time champion as a coach or two time. Is it i lost the three, t- time. three times? Three times, yeah. Three, three
1: three three time champion as a coach. And I think he did win executive of the year one of those years when he was with the Suns.
0: Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, bro. He, uh, I get, okay. I get, I get that he won't get in as a player. It won't be because of his as a player, right.
1: but more so contributions.
0: Yeah, he's a, to the game because plenty yeah. of there are plenty of people in the Hall of Fame for contribution as a contribution uh, entry. Yep. He'll be there as that. He's a he's a Hall oh, of yeah. Famer, yep. and I don't think people yep. said enough. I, I just wanted to be the one to say it. Steve Kerr's Yeah, all-famer.
1: He's all Yeah, I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that take. And like I said, I think he's closer to being one than he is to not being one. Given his playing career, coaching career, um, career in the front office, yeah. all of that combined, I think warrants closer to, you know, being in the Hall. So And I mean right um, now.
0: And I mean right now. If he retires when eligibility comes with his career as <laughs> and contribution to basketball right now he's a hall of famer yeah
1: yeah yeah no i i think i think that's a valid point man um i didn't even think about it that way but, but now that you made me think that it, it to me when you when you add up all the accolades yeah it, it, it's definitely um it'll be because and like jamie jackson said in the chat it's gonna be um more so because of coaching but it, they will account for everything from playing to front office to being on the sideline as a coach yeah, remember dude. this is the basketball hall, hall of, of fame. fame this isn't right this isn't you dude, know is you had nba to hall play of fame? right right so he, he's definitely been a a lifelong contributor you know to this game but yeah. you know shout out to Steve Kerr, man shout, yeah. and you know getting back to that situation with his pops man that 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 was you know to hear that story, yeah. I, I thought was crazy to Which hear. Which I had no idea, by the way. Yeah, I had no idea about it either. But after they kind of talked about that situation, they kind of went into um, what was it? That game six was it game six against the Jazz, uh, the final year where uh, Kerr hit the shot. Um, or it might it might have been in '97. I don't remember yeah, I think what, it was 97. but '97. But they had, their, they had their interaction on the sideline and said, you know, Jordan was like, yo, Steve, be ready for the shot. You yeah. know, if if they double me, I'm coming right to you. And, you know, that's what happened. They double teamed Mike. He got it off the curve and, you know, Kerr drilled the shot. And he told him I'd but, be ready. Yes, exactly. He told him he'd be ready. But one of the things that I guess one of the people there was asking Steve about was, did Steve ever talk to Michael about their own personal relationships with their prospective dads? And Steve said, no, we really never, you know, got much into that. And I thought that was a really good answer, yeah. um, given how both of their fathers, you know, were deceased in, in the fashion that they were. Well, he looked like he so was about
0: I, to cry telling the story.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know what I'm i, I Mhm. I I don't blame Steve for, you know, not I mean I mean for saying the right answer really. I I do believe him at heart, but I I also think that that probably was a, a a tough subject to talk about with a a dude who's also lost, you know, his father to um, you know, something a little, you know, slightly similar. Um, so yeah. That that was that that was pretty deep.
0: You know, what we need to come up with we need to come What's up
1: with while, while a
0: top five clutch shooter off the
1: bench. Top five clutch shooter off the bench. Yeah, Robert no, Horry my number one. Robert, <laughs> just off the break. Yeah, but can you name four? Robert, more? Uh, Steve Kerr. Um, and not necessarily in this order. I'm just trying yeah, to think man. of names that you know guys coming off the bench and drilling shots in in clutch moments um i I guess when you when you think about the championship teams of the past um i I guess you got to look at paxton as one with the bulls in the first three pete i think you think about him i think you think about a guy like who was who was the guy off the bench for the rockets in the mid-90s was that vernon maxwell coming off the bench do you do you remember yeah, he came off the bench. I I don't, I don't recall him I don't remember him for being a clutch shooter though. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think of I'm just trying to think of guys on championship teams. Um Mike Miller. Mike Miller. I guess was another guy, Kyle Corver. Um even though I d I don't yeah, think I don't he won a championship, but well it's, um, not about,
0: it's, it's not necessarily winning championships, it's just hitting clutch, being a clutch
1: shooter. Right. But I'm uh, but I, I I'm referring to championship yes. teams only because it's easier to, you know, pick some names out.
0: And Cal Corver didn't get a ring with the uh Cavs?
1: I don't think he I don't think he was on that team that year. I thought he was still with Atlanta.
0: Oh, I don't know. I I just I just, I just feel like when I think Cal Corver, I think Cavs. I don't think Jazz, Atlanta, I don't think any of the other million teams he's been on.
1: Uh-huh. I think Atlanta because of that 60-win Hawk team the year before the Cavs won the chip. but um but yeah um i I was just gonna i I said mike miller um when he was with the heat shane battier um you know made some clutch shots off the bench um trying to think of who else i mean those are the those are the names that really come to mind
0: i think we can come up with a better list than that but i I think about it in my free time if i have it
1: yeah is J.R. smith no a clutch uh, shooter no okay Okay, I, I don't think he is either. I, yeah. I was just checking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, you want to get into some coronavirus arrest? Uh,
1: yeah, it was a bad week for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was a bad week for that, man. Um, so if you don't mind, I got the names right here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody Latimer with the uh, Washington Redskins uh, wide receiver. Oh, um Denver Bronco fame. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. he. I forgot if he was with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got booked on charges of assault in the second degree, uh, menacing, illegal discharge of a firearm, uh, prohibited use of a weapon, and reckless endangerment. And I guess they're moving forward with some kind of trial or something. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that, but th- those charges seem pretty serious for homie.
0: Yeah, well, um... Uh, Chris Mullin, Kesey says, um, I, 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 "We'll come back to that." <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And Chris Mullin started. I, I was just about to say he, he was a starter. Yeah, yeah. He don't. He don't count.
0: I think every everywhere he was, he's been at. He, yeah, started, he started, right? Yeah, yeah. He don't count.
1: Um,
0: okay. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what's going on, y'all. I, 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 I think, I think the, um, <laughs> I think the the moral of the story is, is that uh niggas need to go to spring training or whatever it is that they do around this time
1: uh, they need to go there <laughs> well we hey, we're supposed to be social distancing right well um <laughs> i mean I, well we if it was caught only,
0: up in- well if it was only two people in the house that he tra- <laughs> that he shot his gun in <laughs> I, I, I then Then ideally, do you think he had a face mask on when he went in there and shot his gun? I don't. I don't know.
1: I I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was social
0: distancing. I don't know. Um, I'll say this in all seriousness. Um, I hope it works out for you, bro. Because I. (laughs) Uh, you know, there's always another side to the story, but um, I can only read the headline right now. And
1: well, and and, and that's the beauty of a trial, at least, you know, uh, the one positive thing about it is he gets to tell his side of the story and hopefully, he, you know, Which, the prosecution, whoever's defending him is going to, you know, lessen whatever punishment it's going to be or if he even if he gets no charges um put uh, see, up on him
0: yeah i disagree with, i disagree he won't get to tell his other side of the story in court
1: <laughs> you said he won't get to
0: no he will not be able to tell the real story in court
1: well that well that's different from telling his story it it doesn't necessarily have to be the real story i yeah. think he will get i think he will get to tell a story
0: yeah. in court yeah because yeah no nah. court is the worst place to tell a story um So I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. No, no, I was I was just getting ready to um, get into the next couple of um, individuals that, you know, got in trouble with the law over the weekend. Uh, Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar and second year player from the New York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker uh, both turned themselves in on Saturday after arrest warrants were issued. For them back on Thursday. So here's the breakdown. Baker was accused of using a semiotic firearm on Wednesday to rob multiple people, along with the help of Dunbar, with a hundred. I mean, not a hundred thousand, eleven thousand dollars in cash plus stolen watches, other valu- or valuables that were probably around about sixty k, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, that that's some. You know, I mean, it, it's it's not necessarily to the point of you know killing somebody or you know shooting somebody but theft is uh that's not good i mean none of this stuff is good but you know what you know you about
0: that story um and quentin huh? dunbar of redskin fame just if, if people weren't familiar who quentin dunbar was um yep. today when i was on twitter and i found out about this um story Mm-hmm. Um the update is is that DeAndre Baker was released from a Florida jail after setting the bail for 200k which means uh which means that he has resources to bail himself out and I, yeah. I guess I don't know that he bailed himself out and if I'm not um and if I'm not mistaken um that 200k that bail that was set, I think you only got to pay like ten percent of it to actually be released, or there's a percentage of it that you have to mm-hmm. pay in order to be released and then uh you you know you're responsible for the rest of it. I'm not yeah. I ain't never been in that situation so I don't know if that's true or not, just something I heard. Um, right. but it says to me Dog, you had resources you have resources to bail yourself out. Why are you robbing people? <laughs> Why are you robbing people if you like it's not like these niggas are not broke, even even well specifically Quentin Dunbar, who's been in the league for some time. This nigga not mm-hmm. broke. Like I, I I get that he might not be you know in the tens of millions of dollars, but the niggas far from broke.
1: Uh, why are they out here robbing I, people? I I don't I don't know, bro. Uh <laughs> I don't know why are niggas got like, I, I all know, this man. money. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how these niggas are, niggas you know, need. handling the quarantine and you know the social distancing stuff. I mean, is, is it because we can't do a lot of things? And you know, so hey, maybe you know, go out, steal some jewelry, pop some tags. You know, like, uh, uh, come on, man. You know what I've like noticed?
0: Th- you know what I have noticed a lot about athletes, and and not necessarily. You know NFL caliber athletes, but just athletes that I know, mm-hmm. um, they spend they've they spend a lifetime trying to uh, make it, trying to you know make it to the bright lights in the NFL and all that. And when yeah. they realize when they realize that they may not make it or they've given up on trying to make it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: these motherfuckers don't be knowing what to do with themselves. Like, you can only work out for so many hours in a day if you're not working yeah. out for something. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, with them not having, not being able to go work out and, and be around their teammates and coaches and things like that, that mm-hmm. there are a lot of football or athletes, not just football players, athletes that might lose their way in this shit.
1: Oh, of course. No question about it, man. And I never, it,
0: and I never thought about it until I just got finished listening to you say, "I, you, you just, I don't know. It don't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Why um, DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar and Cody Latimer and um and even down to I'm not I'm not familiar with Ed Oliver, but he popped up. Ed Oliver, uh, defensive tackle for the Bills. Why are they getting caught up in this type of shit now? When your ass supposed to be in the house?
1: Yeah, niggas is bored, man. It just they they can't take the quarantine.
0: Like, do they? That's but, the that's but, the only explanation I have for it. But man. here's the thing, though. <laughs> but the, but for me, it's like I right, I'm it, What what do you do besides football or, or training? Like, would you is that what you think you're supposed to be doing? Like, is that the shit that you go see? I wonder, and and, and I, I want. Yes, I will. I wonder. Um, I wonder where these kids came from. I wonder where I don't, I don't want to call them kids because they grown. But um, like where is DeAndre Baker from? Um, I where is Quentin Dunbar? from? Um, I, would I imagine think Mocha in the
1: chat. Mocha's in the chat. She said their lawyers are trying to drop the charges. That's the latest here in Miramar where it occurred. So um, I think these guys are from Florida. I
0: mean, that's what I'll assume. But, um, but mm-hmm. I said to say is that these. They don't strike me as somebody that's uh, from the suburbs, and and for that, to, and I say that to say is that like is that all you knew was football and robbing motherfuckers, like it's like, I, 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 I man I I I wish for so much better man I I wish for so much better I don't I don't know, and I hate to sound like that dude that's um you know shitting on a young black man. But come on, bro. Y'all, y'all, I refuse to believe. And if I'm wrong, I'll accept it. I refuse to believe that these niggas is hurting financially so crazy. They got, mm-hmm. they, they got to run up in people's houses and rob people.
1: It's possible, man. It's possible. I mean, listen. 100%. Listen. I mean, I mean, if 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 for folks that don't know um, the story about Clinton Portis and his financial situations, y'all go ahead and Google it or youtube but there's you know there's all kinds of stories about um how clinton portis almost took his own life because of decisions he's made with particular um people who were supposed to be paid to watch his finances and didn't successfully do that for him so i mean not just clinton portis but i'm sure that there are a lot of athletes who go through this type yeah, of thing where yeah, yeah, they yeah. have um, they they have accountants on the side and whether it be family or somebody on a on a more professional level doing it for them, sometimes man, they they take your money, they you know, they misreport things, they you know, they, they fatten the checkbook, you know, on in the checkbook, not so much in the bank account per se. So on and that logic so yeah, on that
0: log, so so on that logic um mm-hmm. do you believe that um and I'm and I obviously we speculate do you believe that, that that uh Cody Latimer um well Cody Latimer is not necessarily being charged for for robbery let's deal with uh DeAndre
1: Baker and uh, DeAndre Baker do you
0: believe that they did this out of necessity
1: Um I I man and, and he's what? Just he's what's going
0: Second year player oh. and Quentin Dunbar, I can't imagine ever seeing a you know, like a ten million dollar contract.
1: Right. Yeah. Like that it, it, it's it depends, man. You know, second year players are trying to get, you know, their feet under themselves financially. And in the case of Quentin Dunbar, you would think he, he's financially stable, but again, like I said earlier, you, you just never know what these guys, you, you never know how these guys um, manage or mismanage their money. You never know who they hire to be responsible for that may rob them, you know, may jerk them around. So uh, it, it's just hard to say. But if you're basing it off of logic, if it's off of logic, man, um, no, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that, you know, guys that play in the NFL um, that get these you know, million dollar contracts go through this type of thing, but when you break it down to the nitty gritty It's possible. You know, they just yeah. They 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 just like us, man. We, we we gotta we gotta manage our finances with what we bring to the table and what we bring in our households, they gotta do the same exact thing. They just doing it on a higher scale because they pay for longer than ours. Mm. You know? It mm. it doesn't it doesn't escape them from, you know, you know, going out in the streets and selling crack or dope or whatever, it doesn't stop them from doing that if they, you know, fall on some hard times because, yeah. you know, athletes could do that. They can they can fall on some bad times if they're not careful with who they hang around, who they partner up with, who they have to be responsible for their money and, you know, get paid to do that. It, it, it could all go to the wayside, man. Yeah, it, it could go left field in a hurry if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. The, uh, here's the other cat. I, I don't want to miss this other cat that uh, you know got busted by the law. So um, Bill's defensive tackle, uh, defensive lineman, I should say, Ed Oliver, yeah, he's a tackle, mm-hmm. uh, r- arrested on charges of DWI and unlawful possession of a weapon. Um. So okay, this this sounds like he was in his car and he he made a couple of bad choices and it just happened He had a weapon with him and you know they had to take him in, whatever. When you say uh, bad
0: choices, a couple of bad choices. What were the bad choices in your uh your summation?
1: It sounds to me like alcohol obviously um was was involved here and um being caught with the weapon and I'm I'm sure that this is not the first time he's Driven around with his weapon on his person. I'm sure this isn't the first time, but you know, you make one mistake. One mistake could turn to two. It could turn to three, four, mm. five. So, um, but this, but based on this, um, I, I believe. And without knowing, you know, the full extent of the story, I believe he could beat the DWI. Um, it's that weapon charge that's really gonna gonna be the deal. And you're and you're in New York State. So that's uh, this, even a well it happened
0: deal. in Houston though.
1: Oh, it happened in Houston. Oh yeah, it it's hometown. Houston. Yeah, it happened in okay. Houston. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he yeah, maybe he'll, you know, find a way to beat that. Yeah. Or or maybe not.
0: I don't know. Um can I ask some perspective? Uh with What's a, good? with a story. What's good? So um when I was living in Simple City, I had a neighbor named Man. I don't know his real name they called him man. That's what I called him. Um, and um, every Friday, mm-hmm. every Friday when it's when it's uh, hot outside, every Friday night you can count on him uh, sitting in his car, uh-huh. being outside and drinking, right. playing his music. Right. So one Friday, um, p- the police came around for whatever reason. They might have just been doing their rounds. And they arrested. They arrested. They arrested him
1: mm-hmm.
0: for driving intoxicated. Now, the spiel is the or the, mm-hmm. the the caveat, if you will, is that he wasn't driving at all. He had his car on while he was playing his music. Yeah. And he was drinking in his car, but he got arrested for driving intoxicated. I wonder. I just wonder
1: mm-hmm.
0: um if that was the uh if that was the story of, of what happened with Ed Oliver. Like was he was he at home? Was he somewhere parked with the car on, drinking and then y'all wanted to see what was going on and then y'all seen he was just chilling with the engine on and decided yeah. to yeah. arrest him for being drunk. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. Um yeah it's, it's
1: possible man yeah, um i wonder i just it, wonder it's yeah it's it's possible man um like i said with the other cat hopefully this dude gets to you know tell the story and uh you know beat this thing i hope all these guys find a way to you know at you know at at, at worse you know do some kind of community service of some kind uh I hate to see young brothers be, you know, locked up in a in a system that's already got too many brothers in it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you
0: know what's sad is that every all four of these players involved are not high high enough profile at, uh, football players. Um, yeah. Maybe DeAndre Baker got a little more clout because he's a second year guy and he was a high, you know, he was a first rounder. Um, yeah. Maybe he got a little more little more cachet. But mm-hmm. um, a little more leeway, yeah. Yeah, Maybe, but none of these four players have high enough profiles. If they de- if their respective teams decide, hey, you know what, we don't want to deal with this. This, could, mm-hmm. this, this could be a problem for all four of those players, man. And I, I don't wish that on them. I hope that, um, like you said, I hope it works out. However, it works out, that you yep. know they can keep getting their money and you know not be into that bullshit. Um, yeah, um, but I, it's 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 not looking on my end. It's not looking good for e- all four of them players. And the person who has the less uh, likely to not be shut down in a negative way is DeAndre Baker because he's so young. But I don't like this for any of these players involved. I, I just I just hope for the best.
1: Yeah, and again, we're we're just talking about in terms of um, possibly being cut from the team because yeah. I believe that at the very Least three of these guys have a, have a chance to get cut because of this, you know, because of the stupid news that happened with it. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, as far as like life Stay is your concerned,
0: yes in the house, please. Yeah,
1: as as far as like life is concerned, I mean, of course we we don't want these guys going to jail, you know, for you I know long nobody, periods of think, time. I
0: don't think nobody going to jail.
1: Yeah, I, I hope not. Well, man. no,
0: I take that back. I, I take I that back. Not. Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker are in trouble.
1: Yeah. Hell no, I mean, Adams of, is in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Th- of the four, those are the two that those, are more in trouble. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah. I yeah, prayers, prayers I hope I hope that worked out for y'all, man. Um, yeah. in lighter news, um, I saw that Charles Woodson was tweet uh trending and when I clicked on it, there was a conversation about the all-time top cornerbacks of all time, and hmm. Charles Woodson. Um, it it seems to be the consensus that Charles Woodson is the fifth best cornerback of all time. Um, the, the, list, the fifth, the fifth. The consensus list okay. is the consensus list is not. And obviously, other people, you know, put their their you know their own list, but the consensus list is uh, yep. at um, in no order. Dion. Daryl Green, Champ Bailey, mm. Rod Woodson, mm. and then Charles Woodson.
1: Okay. Um, I think Darrell Reeves deserves to be in the top five. Over Charles Woodson? Place. Over Charles Woodson, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, yeah.
0: obviously, I know Darrell Reeves and I get the whole marketing behind why somebody would put him there. Hmm. I, I think I got to go with Charles Woodson, though.
1: To stay in the top five, or yeah, just saying that there. he's
0: to stay there. He's a top five. I think. I no, I,
1: I, I, no, I no, I I'm leave. with you. I I do think I do think that um, Charles Woodson is. Um, well, then who else? Someone's going to take off that right. list. You talking he's, about Beyond, You said Daryl Green, uh-huh. Rod Woodson. Oh, Rod. Uh, um. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. I don't recall watching Rod a lot. Yeah.
0: See, too. I, yeah. I was a Steelers fan. I watched Rod. And he played for the Ravens in his older in his older age, but more yes, safety, I, yeah, I remember. he was on the-
1: yeah, yeah. So, so in your opinion, is Rod better than Darrell?
0: Yeah, in my opinion, yes.
1: Huh? Okay. Okay. Wow. So that means Darrell Revis is number six, then.
0: Um, I ha- I'll say yes for right now. I- I'll be honest; I didn't take time to think about who would be. You know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. Um, I saw somebody. I saw somebody putting Sean Springs in the, in in the action. I was like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's
0: not to say Sean Springs was trash. He wasn't trash, but come on. Nah,
1: I I don't know. I don't know if he had the same impact these other guys yeah, had yeah, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, he wasn't trash. He just, he just ain't no top five cornerback.
1: Yeah right. Right. Shout
0: out to Sean Springs from Silver Springs. But Champ Bailey, um, no Champ. Champ is there. Champ is in the top five list. RC. Um, mm. Yeah. So I just want I just wanted to see what your take was. But you, if, oh. just just for sense of closure, you got Dion, Daryl, Champ, Revis, and Charles Woodson.
1: Yeah, I think I'm. I'm gonna leave Rod out. Okay. I'm I'm gonna leave Rod out only because I've uh, I've I've seen Darrell play, I've seen the others play. Um, Probably not Daryl Green so much, but I do know that Daryl Green is well respected um, throughout the league, and he's I mean he's played what twenty years, didn't he? Yeah, he played a long time. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with that five. Okay. Okay. And then we could you know we could we could rap about it another time. I mean, is it is it too early to even consider Richard Sherman at this point?
0: Um, in top five, yes. Okay, and and I'm confident in saying that Richard Sherman is in the decline.
1: Mm, oh yeah, there's no question about that. Yeah. I mean, we watch the Super Bowl we <laughs> yeah. we we, under, we and, understand that. Right.
0: So then we t- and not only not only watching the Super Bowl, but watching that re- wide receiver. I forget who it was tell, mm-hmm. tell people in, in, you know, in media that he knew that he was going to bite.
1: <laughs> um, yeah,
0: yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So we'll, we will do another another poll real quick. Another a poll per se.
1: So there you go. You hey, can, speaking of stuff on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm j- this is really nothing important, but I'm, I'm just looking oh, at Twitter. The, I'm just, looking. we are officially
0: in non important shit mode.
1: Uh, I'm I'm just looking at Twitter and Jermaine O'Neal's name is trending and come to find out, it's talking about fifteen years ago today, which I don't I can't understand why they're saying fifteen years ago today when the Malice of the Palace I thought was a regular season um I thought that was a regular season game yeah, where that so that
0: happened. In fact I'm pretty sure but, it was.
1: But um they're showing clips of when Jermaine O'Neal Slid and knocked this nigga out on the, on the side of the court. You you remember that joint? Yeah,
0: I remember. It was, yeah, it's the Madison in the palace. I, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of hard for me to respect that respect that tweet because they're wrong.
1: Mm, yeah, they're definitely wrong about yeah, it wrong. being 15 years ago today, for yeah. certain. Yeah. But this is this is this is mostly of what I see on my timeline is this video of him sliding down the sideline of the of the court. And knocking dude out. This was, this was, I guess this was the point of the fight after Ron Artest got in the stands and, you know, did all that. And after they was trying to calm it down a little bit. And then when niggas started, you know, coming onto the court from the stands, that's when it kind of revved back up.
0: Yeah, Jermaine clocked him. Jermaine clocked him. I don't even remember who it was, but he clocked him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Called oh homeboy, yeah. he, he called him really good,
0: man. All right, so I don't, um, I don't know the uh, the reasoning, or um, I want to say it was. I found it on hoops news uh, uh, at hoops news on Twitter. If I'm saying that handle right, if I remember mm-hmm. the handle correctly, um, and I don't know the and see. Tell me if you can. Tell me if you can pick out the um, the relevance for these ten players: uh, yep. Joel Embiid, uh, Jokic. Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell, Devin Booker, mm-hmm. uh, Trey Young, mm-hmm. uh, Bam Bam. whoever well, his last name is? The Cat from the Heat and uh, yep. Pascal Siakam. What is the? What do all ten of these players have in common?
1: Uh, I think if I had to take a guess. If I had to take a guess, I got two guesses actually. Okay. Um one is is that they're all international players. Um that's Trey that Young? was my initial thought. Huh? Trey Young well, that was my initial Oh, no, sure. no, no, no. I, I was saying that was my initial thought up until you said um Devin Booker cuz I don't know if he's international or not. I don't know if Anthony
0: yeah,
1: Towns t- is international? Um well I I think his I think his mother and rest in peace to his mother but yeah. I thought she was Puerto Rican descent nah, or she's, she's definitely from Puerto black. Rico. I, she's definitely black. Okay. Well, Jacqueline. one of his parents, one of his parents is Hispanic. Okay. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't I know. know which one. I, I used to think it was the mother, but I, I, I could be wrong. I know about Ben that. Simmons is from Australia. I, Australia. I, I don't Embiid know he is from africa yeah uh, i don't like know what tatum, tatum is american yeah. as far as i know tatum i think tatum's american so yeah well, that, that that wipes my theory out there yeah. um but the only thing that i you and siakam is from uh cameroon i think yeah um but the only other thing i can think about is is these guys these are these are all young up-and-coming um potential stars slash superstars okay. Uh, the future the future of the league. I okay. mean, when, when you think about it, that's the only thing that really comes to mind.
0: OK, well, the 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 uh, question is you can only keep three.
1: Now, which three would you keep and why? Which three I would keep, and I would I. keep, I would keep. Yeah, because see, you, you, there's a lot of big guys on that list there. Uh, One,
0: two, three. Am uh, I right about that? Um, three. I mean, uh, cause I would I would consider uh Bam a, sw- a swing. I would uh-huh.
1: consider uh Bam is a three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay, but and more there's a lot more front court guys than there is back court on that list, right?
0: Front court, yes. There's only three front court guys. Well, it depends on how you feel about Ben Simmons, but um, only three backcourt guys. Three. I mean, he plays. Okay point but I mean it depends on how you feel about that I know he's listed as a three but he plays
1: point right right um the three that I would choose out of that list right now um I would I would have to go with Embiid Mm -hmm. one um number two um (sighs) Number two, I, I gotta go Trey Young. I'm, I'm sorry, that 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 dude is just ice cold, ice Trey man. That that dude is he's gonna be something special. I think um, I, I would go with him number two and number three. Probably need a a, a wing guy. Um, well, no, let's
0: be clear, we're not talking about building a team. We just sure, talking, sure,
1: yeah. sure. If I had to draft three of those ten guys, I'm I'm just thinking, man. Um, and chat room, Feel free give, to post your three. Give me so I'm gonna let me run down to ten one more time. So okay. you said Joel Embiid, Carl B, Anthony Towns. I, hold, on, I read yep. you. On, I read it for you. Uh, Joel
0: Embiid, uh-huh. Jokic, uh
1: huh,
0: Carl Anthony Towns, yep. Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum,
1: mm-hmm. Donovan
0: Mitchell, Damian mm-hmm. Booker, Trey Young. Bam out mm-hmm. yep. uh, of Bam and Pascal Siakam.
1: Okay, all right. So here's my three: Embiid, Trey Young, Jason Tatum. Those are my three. Okay. Um. Why? Why? Um. Well, and I understand this is not necessarily talking about building a team per se. Mm-hmm. Um. But Joel Embiid um as a center he's you know he's gonna give me the outside shot he's gonna play the post he's gonna play down low he's gonna get me a double double every night um trey young he's gonna give me you know at at very least 25 a night he's he's gonna give me that he's he's gonna give me the assists um eight eight assists per game he's gonna give me that and jason tatum is one of those up-and-coming wing players and um if anybody wasn't paying attention before this pandemic, Jason Tatum had almost a eight or nine game stretch of dropping 30 points a game. Um, and, I, and, I, and I get he probably had one game in there where he had like 20 points, but he he, had, he was on a tear mm-hmm. um, before the league had to shut down. So I'm, I'm looking at that dude like, yo, like. He he, kind of reminded me of a a guy that could, you know, potentially take over a game when the game needed to be taken over, and you know could give me a you know hit me that last shot if I need one. So that's why I'm going with those three players. Okay.
0: Um, I agree with you except for Embiid. I'm taking, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Tatum,
1: mm-hmm. Trey
0: Young, yep, and I'm taking Devin Booker.
1: You taking Devin Booker? I'm
0: taking Devin Booker. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Slept uh, on? I
0: don't. I, I don't know that he is. Um, I just know he's in a team. He's in a team that can't get it right. So, um, which is probably
1: why he slept on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we see him though. I don't. I don't fuck with Embiid. I, I just don't. I. I, I think. I think all this respect the process and uh, all that the process and all that. That was a good marketing ploy for a overrated player. I don't think he's ever going to be. And I don't think he's ever going to be that that guy. I just don't. Um overrated overrated player, man. Well, because the hype was the mm-hmm. hype was is that he was going to be. Uh, and and I guess by default in in the lack of big men in the league he's the best big man in the league but um, he's not dominant he's not a dominant big man period he's just not.
1: He's uh, describe, d- d- describe dominant.
0: Um, I will tell. I'll give. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the moment where I, in my mind where I realized he's not a dominant big man. Um, mm-hmm. So this was this was, it was this year actually, um, and it's that it's funny because all I can remember is Charles Barkley Ooh, and Shaq.
1: I know what you're talking about. I um, know where you're going. Charles with Charles
0: Barkley and Shaq going on him about it at the halftime yeah. game, um, where the Bama was. Uh, he was having a, a regular game. He was just having a, uh-huh. a regular game, not a spectacular game. it's a regular game, and um, I forget who the player was, but somebody held him up, and then he threw a a shot over the you know threw it over the top of his head and it banked in and he celebrated as if like he did something great. And it was like, dog, you threw a shot over the back of your head. What are you talking? Like, why are you celebrating? Like you did something crazy. And and it was that. And and, and then in addition to the uh, amount of three point, uh, you know, him shooting, I, I, you know, I get it, but the type of, dominance that I'm re- expecting from a big man. I don't mm-hmm. think you should be shooting threes, bruh. I, I you know, I just don't I think he shoots too many threes. Um and his rebound numbers. I can't remember a time where he's had double figure rebounds. I can't remember it. Um Really? I, and and maybe I'm tripping, but every time and cuz I, I but every time I'm looking at his stat line and I don't I don't have it by, you know, his mm-hmm. It's always seven. It's always like twenty two and seven, and you know twenty five and eight, and, and it's like wait, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. I might be wrong. I'm just talking about when I look at stat lines. Joel
1: Embiid is average. I, uh, nah, well, we, we about to. We about to yeah, check we, this out right? if, now, if I'm wrong,
0: I'm wrong. I'm only talking about. I'm not because ta- I don't know his stats. I'm only talking about when I look at stat lines through ticker tape or when I watch him play. Uh
1: huh.
0: Uh, um. Yeah, you can look that up. Um. So I. Don't yeah. Really, you can look that up. I, I don't I'm, really. I don't really rock with him. Be like that. Um. I know no. that. But I know in my three, uh-huh. I know that Devin Booker will shoot your face off. I know that Trey Young will shoot your face off, yank you, dish uh-huh. it. You like he he does he does what he needs to do on offense, and I know Tatum has the um has the potential. Yep to become a big boy in this league. He slashes, he takes the big shots. Um mm-hmm. he's willing to take over if if need be. I, I I those are my three.
1: Okay. Here's Embiid's stats. He's averaging twenty three, twelve, and three. Right now? So right or, now, or, or yeah. I mean
0: as it has, you know. Okay. I I'm just like I said, I don't know. I'm just looking at I'm just talking about when I watch him play and when I see his joint going across the uh the ticker tape. I, I he's soft. Let let me just let me just let me just. He's not as he's soft.
1: To be the best right now, big man right in the now, game. Right now, yes. Right now, yes. The I agree. I would agree. Game, with he's it. soft. He's soft. I, I I I would I would agree with you there. That um, up to this point, he has shown uh, uh, he has shown a level of softness um, up to this point. Um, I I still think he's got some potential. Um, I two things I thought you were going to say while you didn't want to beat. I thought you were going to mention the injury history. And two, I I thought you were going to mention that one game he had this past year where he scored no points and niggas was giving him smoke for that.
0: Well, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because if I remembered it, I would have added that to my argument because if you're the best big man, in the league. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, bruh. You can, you gotta at least be able to get to the free throw line. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Nah, I I I agree with you, man. I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. But um but yeah I I, I just need defense. You know, I, I and I appreciate the you know the offense. I mean and, but is he you know, really that good at defense? defense? Um yeah, he. I mean, he blocks shots. He gets rebounds. I mean, I get you. I, you, you need it. You need a guy like that, bro. I mean, in, in a league that scores a lot, you, you're gonna need somebody to stop somebody.
0: I feel like I feel like if you if you're talking about having a defensive presence, you'd be you'd be better off with a Stephen Adams.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay.
0: If you're talking about defensive presence. Oh, okay. I'm not saying no, I'm I mean, not I'm not at all suggesting that Steven Adams is better than Joel i B. I'm not at right. all suggesting that. I'm just saying that if 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 you're picking Joel Embiid because you're saying um, you know, I want def- defensive presence. And I get you're, you're I, I get you're not excluding that. Mm-hmm. I get that you're adding his offensive game as well. I'm just right. saying that if I gotta pick three, he can go.
1: Uh, okay. Alright. He can go. I mean, he can go.
0: All right. His, like like because especially in today's league, his the defensive press that you're speaking of, mm-hmm. that's not even super required. And that and you can tell and, and when it's required of him, I don't I don't I don't trust him. Cause he's soft.
1: yeah. yeah. Um I still think the potential is there. Okay. That's sure it is. I mean
0: yeah, sure still... I mean, three. Um, yeah.
1: I mean and watching and after watching him lose to Toronto last year, and the dude was crying in the court in the tunnel, walking I mean, I, off the court. I, I ain't gonna hold that against him, though. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have. No. What I'm saying is, is that, I mean, he showcased that it hurt that much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like I remember when niggas was talking about Dwight, you know, being the best in the game and all that. At the time when Dwight was Dwight, and every time you know niggas would lose you know dwight would be in the locker room all smiles and stuff and one complaint about him was, was that that nigga wasn't angry enough mm-hmm. he like he, he he didn't want it you know yeah. bad enough like he yeah. didn't he didn't show emotion after you know losing a tough game at least with Joel and he at least she, he showed like this loss hurt him you know so you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna I'm come back i'm gonna come back stronger you know, I'm going to work on my game. I'm going to, you know, do all the things I need to do. At least we see that. And at least we can still keep the narrative that, hey, you know, we appreciate you showing that emotion. We appreciate you being pissed off that you lost the game the way you guys lost it.
0: I don't so, know. I don't know
1: that. that that's cr- where I'm at with that.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I don't know that crying means that I'm going to come back and improve and be better. And I don't. And again, if we're. Ba- if, he. I don't see that he he's better last year than this year.
1: No, not at this point. No, I mean, and 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 quite frankly, the Sixers have been a disappointment. Yeah. Um, up to this point, even though they're you know it's not like they're you know twelfth place in the conference. I mean, they're sixth place in the conference right now, a, but that's but not. They're that's just not where team. we had them. They're just a regular team. They're just yeah, they're just a regular team. Yeah. A, re- a regular team. Um, um I t- tell you what hurt them. Um, trading not trading JJ Reddick, but not resigning JJ Reddick, I think hurts them a little bit, and you, signing washed up as Al Horford and Jimmy Butler because <laughs> that cause that, cause that dude looks he he looks done and
0: Jimmy Butler gone.
1: Jimmy yeah right that's, call, it. Really. that's it yeah yeah the the most important call really
0: yeah
1: yeah um, yeah losing him. So
0: I want to read RC's um, three. Uh-huh. RC says Embiid, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, and Ben Simmons.
1: Hmm. Yeah, okay. I hate that. That's list. an interesting.
0: That's, that. I that's I an interesting one. I mean, and I, I, I get it. Uh, we still trust in the process and believing that Ben Simmons is going to acquire a jumper, but it ain't gonna happen. Um, let me <laughs> say what's up to uh, BS3 Radio, J Ron. What up? and uh the greatest from South Central. What's going on everybody? I got one last topic. I don't know how many you got left. Um if, I got one. Okay. Um well if you will, I mm-hmm. would like to get into some uh good old social media beef.
1: Social media beef. Let's social do it. Social
0: media beef. So, um there was a I'm assuming cuz I I didn't have time to get the entire backstory um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that there was some sort of a poll between uh who was a better wide receiver between Michael Thomas and Devontae mm-hmm. Parker. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, um so um it so obviously, um, you know, based on stats and all those other types of things, uh mm-hmm. Michael Thomas was uh you know essentially called the better report uh, better receiver um so i guess at some point uh i'll just i read the exchange on instagram mm-hmm. so um well this this obviously leaves some part of the story out but uh this starts with michael thomas uh yep. responding to Devontae parker for you yes go run some numbers up then you could talk i lapped you and you've been in the league longer than me first rounder uh Devonte Parker responds got some hard mm-hmm. feel got some hard feelings oh um g- sorry I can't read got some hard feelings there brother let let me get targeted three hundred times a game this is that's Devonte Parker responding to Michael thomas
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Michael Thomas in other words, you weak, they don't even put your name in the same sentence as me remember that mm
1: uh
0: Uh, Michael Thomas goes on to say, you still not going to do nothing. It took you six years and 17 weeks to have a good game. Get the fuck out of here. Blame your parents, not the quarterback. Oh, snap. Um, Yo. Devontae Devontae Parker uh, responds with quit crying. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, Michael Thomas responds with, you heard what I said. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, and then Michael Thomas kind of ended it off with you can't even get a seat at the table. So, um, obviously, you feel and I and I get it, and and I'm not going to disagree with you that Michael Thomas is the better receiver. But mm. in Devontae Parker's defense, um, he hasn't had a quarterback his entire career. Uh, okay, and right. and to add injury to and to add to that, to, to mm-hmm. add to that point, um, yeah. Michael Thomas is the only receiver option. You know, at you know as far as wide receiver in New Orleans, there's no, no there's no uh, competition. Whereas Devontae Parker had, um, oh, messaged. Kenny Stills at one point, but it was a younger guy that I'm thinking of. Was it Albert um, Wilson? No, uh it wasn't Albert Wilson, but uh, no nah, Oh, I, um Landry. Landry. Yeah. And so my point is is that he's had these he's had uh prospects, receiver prospects that he definitely had to compete with on the mm-hmm. field. I mean, um as far as So, um I guess what I'm getting at is is that um I guess we should. I guess it's the time to get into the conversation about um, how quarterbacks make wide receivers or vice versa, how receivers make um, quarterbacks. Do you think, mm-hmm. it, do you believe that Michael Thomas is getting those targets because he's just the flat out best receiver on his team um, or because Drew Brees is? drew breeze like is is it a chemistry thing is it a is Devontae parker going to be just as good if he plays for the saints
1: well let me let me start with michael thomas first um and, and before i get into that I, I i really don't care much about the beef i get it's well, interesting and all real. that for them it's to not
0: real. It's I mean I don't no think it's I, know. Oh,
1: yeah. I know I know it, it's just it's like come on like y'all it, it, two receivers in different classes are arguing about their skill set and all but that like cli- come but, on
0: but but to add to add to your thing let's be let's be clear yep. about why Devontae Parker feels like he's in a different class. He feels mm-hmm. he's in a different class because he doesn't get that um, he don't got that quarterback love.
1: You don't he, got Drew Brees basically.
0: Well, even if he had, it's not. Not necessarily Drew Brees, a quarterback that's going to throw to him reg- like right. that amount of times to right. make an impact.
1: Right. So he's he he's taking shots at uh, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, well, uh, Josh Rosen. I like it. I, I mean, let me. Well, no, I, I don't think he's taking a that. shot.
0: I don't think I don't think he's intentionally taking a shot. I guess that's the way it would spill over. But I don't think he's taking a shot. I think he's just saying that if I had a quarterback that would throw to me the way that Drew Brees throws to you, uh-huh. I would be just as good.
1: So I wish I could pick one or the other, right? If it's Michael Thomas because he's the number one receiver. He's the best receiver on the team. He's a number one receiver. Or is it because you got the Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees and the way he throws and all the records he's broken? Um, I I hate to say it, but I I, got to go with both. I I think both are equally um, both instances could be why he's so great. I mean, other than DeAndre Hopkins and Adam Thielen, we talked about the best hands in the NFL. Um, Michael Thomas has some of the best hands in the NFL. So you can credit that to Michael Thomas himself. Um, But the fact that, like you said, he is like the number one option. He may be the only option in New Orleans, which is why he gets so many targets. He catches so many balls. Um, Breeze, and I've I've watched a lot of Saints games over the years um breeze hits this guy in the numbers and when he doesn't hit him in the numbers he hits him in his hands and michael thomas catches him he catches everything i i I wish i could pick one or the other but i think both are mutually um on the same level i think it's a combination of drew breeze is a great quarterback so he has that at his disposal and he's got some of the best hands in the league
0: yeah Man, I hope. Well, I tell you this. I hope because um, Devonte Parker was considered coming into the league. He was because he was touted to be mm-hmm. a very good receiver. Okay, you know. So right. I, I hope they figure out something with uh, with with uh, the um, quarterback they just drafted. I, I well, you know,
1: they, they might. You know, Devontae Parker may be right. Um, I, I will give him that respect. Yeah. And, and if you look at examples of previous receivers that were touted high, didn't, you know, really get the love or didn't really get the stats because of the quarterback they played with, I would look at somebody like a Demarius Thomas who was drafted by the Broncos, I believe, and, you know, the first, I think the first year or two, um, you know, what was average at best, and then Peyton Manning comes along, and he's a top 5 top 3 receiver in the game.
0: Well, I would say top 10. I wouldn't call him no top 3 in the game when Peyton Manning was there, but I'm with you.
1: Yeah. So maybe Devontae Parker's right. Maybe he if he gets a better quarterback um throwing him the football, we 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 might see um we might see some results. Yeah. yeah. I do yeah. want to make another comparison though, too. Um and I, and, I, and I think it goes to Devontae Parker's point about about Michael Thomas just being the only guy. Um, look at Pittsburgh when y'all had A.B. So when A.B. was getting all the coverage and Juju was taking advantage of that, Juju put up numbers. Um, there's really nobody on the Saints that's a Juju yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, so I think Devontae Parker also looks at that and says, you ain't got a number two that's, you know, a reliable guy. I mean, but but it could also go to the advantage of Michael Thomas and saying that, yeah, they still doubling me and yet I'm still catching everything.
0: Right. Right. So Right. You know. Yeah, the, you know.
1: I always I always, um, I will always
0: advocate a little social media beef when it's just sports.
1: So let me get into this whole NFL thing with uh I don't know if it's an adjustment to the Rooney rule or if it's just something that just came up with, but this was breaking news by NFL networks, Jim Trotter, um, a a few days ago. And they're saying that the league and the owners are discussing potential incentives for franchises to hire black coaches, basically Mm -hmm. black Mm -hmm. coaches, black coordinators, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, the incentive is more draft picks, um, and I'm and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but basically that would be the incentive to getting you know black coach get black coaches hired.
0: How would they be able to do that? Though?
1: Um. Well, I don't know how they would be able to do that, but I can tell you one thing. Um, I don't think that this solves the problem of the. Disparity with the amount of head coaches, um, black coaches in the NFL right now it's three black coaches, and then you got one Hispanic coach in Ron Rivera down in DC. That's almost ten percent of the league. Um, that's not good enough. When just what two, three years ago, we had about eight black coaches in the NFL, and it pro- it was that one off season. I guess it was last off season where Marvin Lewis got let go by Cincinnati. Um, Steve Wilkes was let go after one year in Arizona. Vance Joseph was let go by Denver after three years. And at that time, I remember us having a conversation about this. This doesn't look good. I mean, the optics didn't look good for three black coaches being let go. And there was nobody To replace these guys now Brian Flores came on, but it still wasn't enough to the point where it got back to that 20th, 25th percentile of the league. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, this doesn't solve the problem. Um, The real root of the problem is, is how these white owners um, go about their business, Um, how they hire people because of who they know. Um, more so than what they know We talked about Joe Judge getting that job with the Giants mm-hmm. Joe Judge wasn't a coordinator He was what the wide receivers Coach for the Patriots right. We talked about um, Cliff Kingsbury getting the job With the Cardinals the previous offseason Cliff Kingsbury had Terrible records in college mm-hmm. Before he got hired To you know coach the Cardinals um, We go to Matt Rule um, a, another college coach, where you had guys like Eric Bieniemy, Byron Leftwich, and, and a few others, who were offensive coordinators in the league, not even get a sniff at an at a open opportunity. Yeah. So I, I think it comes down to the root of the problem, and that's the ownership. And I'll classify it again: it's white ownership at the top that still have the thoughts. Of it's okay to hire your people because they're your people and not because they're qualified or more than qualified to do the job. I I, I think there's something there that needs to be addressed.
0: Um, I I disagree. Um, um, I disagree. In theory, I disagree. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason why I think uh, nothing's going to change is just because I don't I don't know how they would be able to give somebody draft picks for hiring
1: coaches. That's why I disagree. Um, But in theory, you didn't now. Now, let me. So just so I'm clear, you, you disagree with what in particular?
0: I disagree
1: that this wouldn't. I disagree that this wouldn't work.
0: I this idea of giving you draft picks for hiring black coaches would okay. work. I don't think it's going to change anything because I don't understand logically how you could give somebody draft picks for hiring coaches. Okay. So, um, to my point, um, is one is not about hiring head coaches. It's about hiring coaches in general. So. Position coaches, assistant coaches, all those types of things. So okay. it's so if you can, if if you're telling me that all I gotta do is hire I um, I don't know what offensive line coach, and you're gonna give me a six round pick for that? Yeah, we could hire somebody. We could bring in a black dude for that and give him a, a a low coaching position just to get it for a draft pick. That's it. That is too much incentive for. Um, uh for lack of a better term low coaching positions low rope coaching positions so the but the reason why it won't change anything at least in my mind is because mm-hmm. um so unless you're talking about offering having more rounds in the in draft or how how I just don't see how you could um systematically give more draft picks does do people lose draft picks because if you're talking about the draft then do you lose draft picks for not hiring you know for not hiring black coaches or does it happen in the supplemental draft and even if it happens in the supplemental draft there are a certain amount of uh um rounds and a certain amount of players available i somebody's going to lose some a team is an organization is going to lose out of a draft pick just because they didn't hire a black coach. That's not gonna work out.
1: So that would lead to the point that they shouldn't have this incentive at all then. Right. But in theory,
0: mm-hmm. um, that would work out because all black play, all organizations would do to hold their to at in, in minim, at minimal just hold their draft position is right. hire a black coach.
1: We would we would have we would have thirty two black coaches. We would have thirty two. We
0: would have thirty two black coaches in low row coaching positions. We would have a. We would have we would have a special teams coach in Oakland. We'd have a a backup quarterback coach in, in Jacksonville. We'd have mm-hmm. a uh, offensive line coach in, in uh I don't know Kansas City. We'd have you know what I'm saying. We would just have black coaches getting low coaching roles and it will probably end up being a dead end job because they don't believe in them. No way. They just hiring them so they can get draft picks.
1: And that's, and that's why I say it's not going to work. And that's why I say that the root of the problem, it, it, it goes back to the owners. Right. Like, but it's,
0: but to cut you off, mm-hmm. in theory, it would work. Now, I don't think it's going to change anything because... I don't think it's going to change anything because, again, if you give a a team an extra draft slot, an extra draft Mm -hmm. pick, then somebody loses out. And there's no way that that organization that loses out is just going to be okay with, oh, I lost out because I I, I, I hired the person who I thought was best for my organization, who happened Mm
1: -hmm. to be right. So is this... In your opinion, a short term solution or a long term solution? The- it's a, theoretically?
0: Um well in theory, it's a in theory it's a solution if it worked out. But the problem is the problem is is that, that solution is a terrible solution. Like they might they might get away with it for mm-hmm. a year or two, but that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but that team that loses out on a draft yeah. pick because they thought the mm-hmm. white person was the better for their job. They're at some point gonna protest because them six rounders and seventh rounders yeah. are the type of people that build they build franchises. So um, just as I mean, just as as much as a first rounder could, those supplemental guys, those they build the the uh, foundation of a team. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: you telling me I got to lose out on one of those picks just because I thought this white dude was better for the job?
1: Yeah. And then a year or two, we're going to come right back to the table and kind of have the same conversation, because in the end, long term, this is something that is is just not going to it's just not going to stand long. It's not going to have much life to it, Yeah, which is I, why I kind of go back to I, I, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle around and go back to to the owners. Why can't why can't we have a scale where. Hey, if you start at the low end of the spectrum, let's say you are let's say you are wide receivers or a running backs coach. Okay. After those positions, after those like um, coaching situations, then the next level up would be offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, assistant head coach, that kind of a ranking. You talking about like job that, promotions kind of based a, on performance. Yes, but not necessarily diminishing the performance part of it. Um, and then and then after that level, then you got you know the head coaching position as you know the the the, the top position. And and if you want to talk about the general manager position also as well, now we're talking front office um positions. Well, the, well let me ask. I don't a know question. what's
0: the lowest. Let me ask you better question instead of I I kind of shot you, Bill. Is this based – Is this a is your is your system a system that promotes people based on promote based on performance or based on time put in? Because mm-hmm. well, I ask you, I ask you that before I, before I give you my point. Is it no? Based uh,
1: both. Uh, it, it, it should it should be both because you can be a wide receivers coach for five years, and we can rate your performance during those five years and if we feel like okay you had the number one offense you've had the number one number two receivers in the league for that you know amount of stretch okay let's bump you up to offensive coordinator and we're going to keep you there for you know however long we feel like we need to have you there therefore so let's but say what if the
0: offensive but but hold on let me and, and, right. I, and i'm cutting you off because we we're coming, we coming to dialogue um what if the offensive coordinator is the best offensive coordinator in the league you
1: said what if he's the best in the league
0: and he don't want to be a coach or he's hasn't been or for some reason he can't become a coach and there and and we have those reasons why people uh, well
1: if he doesn't well if he if he doesn't want to be a coach then he can he can stay offensive coordinator. I mean it's no different than somebody in construction who wants to be uh, a superintendent but doesn't want to move up to vice president if you if that guy wants to be superintendent then he could stay superintendent. So how does that affect it's, 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 it's the same thing with um, offensive coordinator. So how
0: does that affect wide receiver coaches uh, progression in the career?
1: Um, it's it, I mean it's it's a good point. Um, and, and again, I, I I think it, it, you could probably compare it to like, I I brought in the construction example. I think people have been in positions, um, you know, laborers, carpenters, um, these guys have been in those positions for long times. And because there was someone, um, you know, in their way, they weren't unable to move forward within that particular organization. So they go to other organizations to try to do that. They could do that in the NFL, and granted, there's only 32 of those opportunities to do so. Yeah, but guys can, but guys, there's still opportunities for position coaches to say, "Hey, I want to be a coordinator, but we got the best damn coordinator in the league. He's not going anywhere. So I'll go try out for this team and try to create my opportunities there. Um, and if it works out cool, if it doesn't work out, then it's going to be right back to square one.
0: So, just so I could, so, for clarity, yep. you're, um, so, you're just saying, make a owner hire a black person at a low-level position. No, I'm not, I'm not saying
1: that. I'm, no, I'm saying...
0: Because in, in, in if the goal is, and and, 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 and again, I'm still asking for clarity, if yep. the goal is Finding the solution to having more diversity in the NFL coaching ranks is what?
1: Oh, it's, it's hiring guy it's hiring black individuals who've done their time as position coaches, as coordinators and putting them in that head coaching spot. Okay. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I gave examples earlier, Joe judge was a Robert receivers coach and, and nobody heard of the guy, and yet the Giants decided, "Hey, let's hire him as head coach." And nobody ever heard of the guy. So let me. When, be clear. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Byron Leftwich has been a coordinator for a couple of years in Tampa. Eric Bieniemy has been a coach with is a has been an offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs for a couple of years. Meanwhile, his precedent, um, the people that preceded him, got head coaching positions. Doug Peterson was hired. Um, um, the dude with the Bears, Matt Nagy, was hired as a coach. This is Eric Bieniemy's time, and, and the dude won a Super Bowl with the with the best offense in the league, and and yet he's you know nobody even reached out to him for I don't know if it, nobody reached out to him or not, but the fact that he's not a head coach at this point is ju- it's just mind it's just mind boggling.
0: Um, I think you I, I, I think I think. Um... I think you're missing the point of or or the you can't they can't see me. The air quotation point as to why they're adding incentives to uh, make people hire black, hire diversified coaches. Um, The reason why they're doing that is because owners aren't hiring black or or, you know, black coaches. Oh, I know that's, why they're doing. Right, it. right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. I, I got. Let me finish my point real quick. The mm-hmm. re- So, in term, when I asked you what is the solution, and, and you said hire coaches, just hire them because it's their time and things of that nature. Well, clearly, okay. clearly, that's not working because if that was working, people like Byron Leftwich, Eric Bien and me would have jobs mm-hmm. because it's their time to get coaching positions. So the okay. reason for this uh, this addendum, so to speak, these incentives, is to incentivize mm-hmm. white owners to stop being racist and give black coaches their due when it's their time to give them their due. So, yeah, but it shouldn't have to be incentivized to do that. Sure. That's my point. Sure. But my point is, is that we're not going to change the mindsets of white owners who own Their teams in a privatized corporation. So how do we, if we're trying to change the diversity numbers, how Mm -hmm. do we change the diversity numbers? Because obviously they're not doing what they should be doing to help diversify numbers. So how Mm -hmm. do we diversify numbers? We have to incentivize them. You're saying we shouldn't have to and I agree with you but we're talking about how to change the issue. We're not talking about trying to change the minds of racist
1: white owners who've been sure. racist for generations. For, after but for generation. me it's not for me it's not genuine. I mean don't try if if you're if you're a white owner don't try to act like okay now you you, you you care all of a sudden now because no. you have an incentive to do so.
0: No, it no, it's not that we care and it's not that they care and it's not and it is not even really proven to be that they care. We're incentivizing you so I'm going to do what you said because you're doing something for me. It's a business deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, whoever whoever came up with this rule that I don't think is going to work, but their attempt to diversify their numbers is to mm. It's like, hey, you do something for me, diversify these numbers, we'll do something for you by giving you an extra draft pick, so it's business it's it's a in theory it's a good idea because all business my you know the model that I've been told yes. is that good business is when both people benefit- benefit from the deal. you're not gonna make me if I'm a racist white owner. You not just about to keep pulling my arm, and say, "Hey, you better, you better draft, you better hire a black quarterback, you better have, you, I'm hire a black coach, you better hire a black coach, you better." I ain't got to do nothing you say, cause it ain't nothing you could do to me if I don't.
1: No, sure, but uh, again, um, I, I don't, I don't think that, like you said, it, it sounds more like a, a short-term solution, but. After a couple of years, it, it, it's just not gonna. It, it's just not gonna work, and we're gonna have this conversation again so, in, the, in the next couple of years.
0: So I guess. So I guess just to close, put a close on the conversation. Your yep. solution is, a white people stop being racist.
1: Hire some black coaches. No, but I know I, I. I explained it. I explained the system. If if if, if guys are if guys are position coaches and they've been position coaches for a while, and I'm not just talking about blacks. I'm talking about, I don't care what race you are. I'm just talking about the position that you're hired to do. If you've been a position coach for a long time, your next level up should be offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, uh, assistant head coach. It should be on that level. After that level of coordinator and assistant head coach, It should be the head coach And then if that head coach decides In a few years, hey, you know what, I want to go to the front office Okay, he can go to the front office That that, that shouldn't be, you know, too much of a big deal And even if you want to go to the general manager's position In the front office um, There's people that work in the front office That aren't necessarily the GM You could have the assistant GM You could have other positions That are on the lower level Of that um, pyramid But I I think people should, I I think within those circles, people should be able to work their way up.
0: Sure. And I'm not
1: just talking about black people. I'm talking about any, whatever race you are. People should, people should be able to, yeah, people should be able to go from, from position coach to coordinator to head coach, not position coach to head coach.
0: But define deserving. Hmm? Define the. You said they should. They should be. If they're a coordinator and it's their time, mm-hmm. they should be able to move up. But define. They should be
1: able to. They should be able to get. They should be able to have the opportunity to go get that head coaching spot. But the they people, should be able to get that. Sure. Opportunity. But, yes. But
0: again, the people who decide whether it's Eric Bieniemy's time or Byron Leftwich's time, the people who mm-hmm. decide that, right are white racist owners who could decide in their
1: mind they don't sure. it's not their time sure so against, why, why can't but, but why can't assist why can't a system be put in place for that though if we're, to, we're we we just got through about talking about an about incentive for i'm about to tell you why that they why
0: why that system because what says what what is the criteria for it's their time and a, and that does that the answer to who does who makes that criteria are the owners or the people who who do I, the I,
1: I get I get that. I get that. I'm just saying, why can't a system be put in place to where there's a structure? If you're a, a position coach, your next stop should be coordinator. If you're coordinator, your next stop should be head coach. Right. But the answer, that, that's all that's all. That's all I'm saying. I know. And I don't and I don't know the answer to that. I'm well, just saying.
0: I do know I, the answer to that. The answer to it is is that the people who make that decision. Because here's the thing, let's say you let's say you make it a time thing. Like if you've been a a, 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 a running back coach for three mm-hmm. years, you should be right. moved up to offensive coordinator. What mm-hmm. if that owner says, "I don't want him to be an offensive coordinator because he's a good running back coach." Or because I don't like the way, I don't like his philosophy to, for for the entire team. I like what he does at running back, but I don't right. like what he does as an offensive coordinator, his philosophy as an offensive coordinator. You're telling me because he's been here for three years, I got to promote him?
1: No, I, I didn't say that he had to promote him. Okay. I'm saying that, I, I didn't say that he had to promote him. I, 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 I thought I said this earlier. So in, in construction, if you work as a laborer, And you want to move up to superintendent, but because you got the best superintendent that, you know, since sliced bread and you can't get to that spot, then what do you do? Hey, there's other organizations that are looking for superintendents. I can go holler at this organization and, you know, be able to work my way up then and there. Now, granted, there's only and I I made this clear. Sure. There's only 32 of these opportunities. So, It's very limited in comparison to the real world. But that's I mean, that's happened that 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 has happened in NFL circles where guys are position coaches um, for one team and then they become a coordinator for another franchise. It, It doesn't necessarily you're right. I mean, the owner can decide whether a guy moves up or not, but that person individually can say, "Okay, I'll quit or. I'll just go interview for this team and get the position I want.
0: Right, but what I'm saying in rebuttal to that is mm-hmm. that nobody. The problem, the 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 whole problem is, is that they're making it seem like there are no. There's no way he can transfer to. There's no way he could transfer to. Like we said, Eric Benavidez. There's no. There, uh, the media, the owners, whoever you want to peg it on, they make it seem they're saying that I ha- Eric Bieniemy is not a coach right now mm. because mm-hmm. they saying that I would rather Matt Rule than Eric Bieniemy because mm-hmm. Matt Rule is a better coach than uh, a better coach for us than right. Eric Bieniemy is. So, right. I so the initial the whole problem is is that black coaches aren't getting a shot. To be coaches in the league, the, re- yes, that, exactly. the response the response that owners are giving is is that said black coach doesn't meet our criteria. That's why we're not hiring them. We're giving them interviews; they're getting interviews, but right. we're not hiring. We're not hiring them because they don't fit what we're trying to do. They're not the best candidate for our position. Okay. So how do we change that? Because that's the reason why they're saying black coaches aren't being hired.
1: Mm. Well, we're we going to find out if this thing works or not with this whole
0: well, uh, I draft pick incentive work. thing. That's my guess. It's not going to work. But yeah, my if, guess is we're going to talk about this two years from now. The problem, no, we're not going to talk about this. We're going to be talking about this for as long as we got a podcast. Because the owners who have the power to change things aren't changing things. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I just don't. I don't think there's. A, I don't think there's a system you can put in place that's going to um, work in the favor yeah. of more black coaches being hired. That I, I, that's, yeah. my I, that's my end yeah, game. That's my yeah. Yeah, and
1: and and for me to close it out, I, I think we're we're coming to the same conclusion. I think we're coming to the same conclusion differently. Um, that yeah, they can they can they can implore this incentive program. For draft picks, they could do that, but I, I, I just don't see it long term being the, you know, being the end all be all. I, I just don't see it.
0: Um, I will, I will, um, I guess add to that and say black coaches, black coaches uh, popping off is not going to happen in our in our near
1: future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. But, the kids just rolled up in here. I see. So. What's yeah. up, Shawty?
0: <laughs> she can't hear me. I thought you got your headphones. Nah,
1: nah, they, they yeah. can't hear you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm gonna mute you, Trey. I don't know if you got nothing to say, but I'm gonna mute you because I, I don't know how, how how they about to go hand around now. Yo, close, nah. close, just okay. close it. Just. Right. Nah, I was gonna say just. I got you. Close got it, you. close it out, man. You're, you're holding up the BX <laughs> sign, but all right. <laughs> all right. Um. So first of all, let me thank everybody in the chat room. We appreciate you. Um, if you want to follow the Instagram account is at barbershop sports talk podcast, you can, um, follow me at maestro styles and at Trey Frazier on Instagram. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can follow me at maestro styles and you can follow Trey at barbershop S P O R O R two. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook and subscribe to the YouTube page for, uh, Trey Frazier. This is maestro styles. We appreciate you and we we'll, we'll see you next week you <music>